This song goes out to Chad. Chad G. Rose is a thorn In the side of every other school Trying to establish its own Reputation for robotics that are worn Chad G. Rose is a thorn well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see it, it looks something like this You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, loyal listeners. Thank you for tuning in once again. Why are you laughing? I tell you what, is it because it sounds the same every time? All right, fine. Hello, dorks. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the best podcast at all of higher education. That would be the award-winning Hashtag Ginning, brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering z- z- well, <laughs> Office of Communications S. and Marketing. Do you realize how much brain power it takes for me to get through this? <laughs> for, I know for a thought to go I mean, from that I went skull to, to that mouth. Still, <laughs> sheesh. Whoo, yes, Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm Jeremy Henderson, a communication specialist within that office, blessed to be, and uh, Joined by my incredible co-host, Austin Phillips, who is a great co-host, mediocre director (laughs) at the Office of Communications and Marketing. But, uh, you know, we let it slide. What are you going to do? Hiring climate right now is terrible. Yeah. Got uh, tenure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we got Marcus Klutz over here on the uh, the keys, uh, texting. Extremely unprofessional. Right now, but uh, uh, very uh, uh, rude to our great guest, Chad Rose, an assistant professor in mechanical engineering. You know, we have a lot of mechanical engineers. On yeah, I wonder, the why that, I wonder why that is. <laughs> it, what, what's your liaison responsibilities, Jeremy? That is pure coincidence. Okay, just because, I mean, it's the it's largest like can, one in the I can college. I kill eight birds with one stone. <laughs> it's, the largest, it's the largest college, I mean, largest department in the college, yeah, right? It is. So largest we, department at the university. It just makes sense. Yeah. And uh, and and doing great things, awesome. thanks in part to Chad Rose over here. I tell you what, we got a uh, we got robotics. Yeah, we got physical human robot interaction. How oh, yeah. wait? How how I physical are we talking here? That. Yeah, it didn't end well. It was Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a little. Uh, let's see. You'll have to tell us about that. Uh, robotic rehabilitation, assistive devices, wearable wearable robotics, and you're going to ask me. Why we have another mechanical engineer on this show. I tell you what, with stuff like that, what are you going to do? Yep. Not have him on a podcast yeah, and talk I about agree. it? I agree. That's awesome stuff. Not only that, uh, he's he's advising winning teams. I mean, rob- student teams and robotics and everything. Anyway, Chad, thanks for joining us. No? How, how long was that introduction? What, 18 uh, minutes? Two, only two minutes. Thanks for joining us, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Yeah, that's the best introduction I've ever gotten. Yeah, so. No. yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how long have you been at Auburn? So I've been in Auburn for a year and a half now. I came here right in the uh, before times, January 2020. <laughs> and those, those, were the, those were good old days. <laughs> I like the good the old days. Before times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I've been here, um, yes, yeah, 18 months and setting up the lab. I've got a couple grad students, a couple undergrads, and Having a having a grand old time. Where where did we come from? Ah, so um, I graduated from Auburn Mechanical Engineering 2012. <gasps> oh yeah, I'm Legacy. back home. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. There you, you go. go. Boomerang. Exactly. And Love then, it. 
Went to uh, Rice University in Houston for a master's and a PhD. Mm-hmm. And so then, did John Heisman. Pretty cool. All right, yeah, right. Love yeah. it. Keep yeah. going. Sorry. And then, uh, then University of Texas for a postdoc. Um, all in kind of uh, upper extremity rehab and assistance. Wow. Where are you from originally? I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee originally. I came to Auburn because of E-Day. <gasps> oh, I know, and I'm not just. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like uh, Jessica, Cinderella Taylor, Jessica Taylor just fell out. This is amazing. All right, go ahead and ask him about yeah. E Day. I know you like talking E Day. Go ahead. <laughs> I Wait mean, he you. set it up perfect. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but you, what about the E Day experience? You, you always say that. How was that? You're okay, the E Day so, man. So I'll ask the question. You ask the E Day question. What about the E Day experience? <laughs> How was that? <laughs> well, the E-Day experience is great. And I, I, I promise I wasn't brought here just to talk about that. But Well, the check's in the mail. So yeah, yeah. Matter, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so E-Day is great. So I toured several other regional universities, and they were great and they were fine. Um, where all did you, where were you looking at? So I was looking at UT, uh, Georgia Tech, and Auburn mainly. I okay. had a few other kind of, you know, uh, applications for places that I didn't end up visiting and ended up really wanting to go. And really, I was so I'm from Knoxville, so UT was kind of the hometown uh, favorite. Georgia Tech, I grew up knowing about Georgia Tech. I had a really good friend whose parents were Auburn grads, and he was gonna take his son to E Day. He's like, "Well, already driving down there. I already got sure. the hotel room. You might as well just come along." Love it. And I was like, "Sure, like it's a trip, free trip down to Auburn. I've never been." And it was just it was just a really different feel than I think all the other universities. I mean, of course, there's like it's a beautiful campus, you know, the faculty are engaged and like uh, all these things, of course. But I would say just the difference in the the way it was presented was like, we want you to come to Auburn. We want to train you to be an engineer like we want you here. And it wasn't just, oh, you're some, you know, scholarship student. That's why we want you here. Oh, you're some legacy student. That's why we want you here. Or you're this athlete. That's why we want you. Here. Not that those things are bad. Like, I, I love that universities recruit that way. But it was, yeah, if you're gonna be an engineer, like we want you here. And I think that was really unique and really special. And I think that's, and everyone was fired up. There were great clubs. There was the co-op program. There was undergraduate research. There was all these things. I was like, oh, this is many different paths forward for me, as opposed to, I think a lot of times other places were presented as here's this, you know, well-oiled machine, this path that you're going to follow. Auburn was really like, we're going to, I don't know. It's like, I was joined. I mean, like, uh, I don't want to say Auburn family, but I was like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here to join this team that's going to be working. I'm going to be a part of, and it's going to be working with me to make me an engineer. Or, I think as, that was, or as we say today, the best student-centered mm-hmm. engineering experience in America. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, that's well, what it was. Did the friend end up coming to Auburn? Friend ended up coming to Auburn, too. So, yeah, Auburn engineer? Or Auburn so? engineer, mechanical oh, engineer. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Man. gosh. Get the camera. So, yeah, yeah, seriously, we got a video to make after yeah, that. I was yeah, about to yeah, say. Yeah. Where did he go? So, uh, he's, so he did his uh, bachelor's, uh, Robert Williams, class of, I guess, 2012, 2014. Sure. Um, did his uh, bachelor's in mechanical and then uh, master's in mechanical in the GAD lab. Yeah. Well, he's obviously got to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. bring him on. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. industry focus. Yeah, instead of just the uh, old fuddy-duddies. Well, man, that's uh, great because, uh, you know, one of your your colleagues over there, uh, Zabala, I think we were talking, were we talking about him on air or off air? I can't even remember. Was it off? I think it was off. Uh, Jeremy, I think you talk about him all the time. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, well, because. <laughs> in my sleep. Well, he was an Auburn grad and then mm-hmm. came back. Yep. <laughs> Forget this. It's Chad Rose 24-7 right now. He didn't have a story like that in a Hoover buck. Give me a break. I mean, that was like strike you know, two. Well, and you said the friend's parents were Auburn grads. Yeah. I mean, I know we played Tennessee for years and all kind of sport. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, were you familiar with Auburn really much at all, though? No. Okay. I would say, I mean, I was familiar with the, what's it, 03 with Cadillac Williams. That was the 
That was a heck of a game. That was yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was the that's the quietest I've ever heard. A hundred thousand people. No, no, no. That was oh four. Oh four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Ronnie right. Brown. Well, we did. We played them tackling did Jason we? Allen. No, we didn't. Oh, I got the highlight of Sports Center. Oh, really? Uh, did you really, Marcus? Cut the this isn't about you. This yeah, is about come on, Chad. Marcus. Come be on, professional. Man. Seriously. My gosh, go text someone. Yep. Uh, well, so Chad. Okay, so you got here. Uh, you know. So what was that like? As a as a as a first. I mean, what, was that your first gig? Prof- you know, professor gig. Auburn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's my first gig. Well, look at that. So he shows up right before. I mean, that's got to be. You know, I mean, what, what what's going through your mind? When, well, when I love, you- too, now that he said uh, he's got some grad students in place. So basically, you know, we went from recruiting him, and now, you know, he's recruiting the sure. next generation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, COVID-wise, I mean, you get all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, your I'm dreams back. Come okay, true. Go You're home. back in Auburn, <laughs> and then, you know, the world ends. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting time. I think uh, – the the silver lining is while most people were refiguring out how to teach and changing their teaching strategy to be in this new medium, I was figuring out teaching for the first time. So, right, right. you know, no duplicated work. So I think that that part was fun. I think it was, I don't know, I'm still using all the notes and the videos I made. I think, I mean, I'm not trying to make light of like a global pandemic where hundreds of thousands of people died. And I'm right, not trying to say that, but right. I, I I think it was, it wasn't as disruptive to, I think, my research and my teaching as I thought it would be. I think there's a ton of support from higher up. I think, you know, department chair and deans, like I felt very supportive the whole time, which I think is pretty special because I think a lot of folks in higher ed were scrambling, like, is higher ed going to exist in, when there's a pandemic? Are we going to teach right. online? I, I didn't feel those same sorts of uh, stresses and pressures, uh, pressures that I think uh, a lot of my colleagues felt. Right. Like it's my my friends. Have you had any in person classes so far this fall? Yeah, so I'm teaching. How, how's it going now? It's nice. So I so I taught all online last fall. Um, had 75 people in a Zoom room. It was it was a challenge. It was fun. Um, in the spring, I did like the high flex, so you could be in person or you could be uh, at home. And then I'm doing I'm recording my lectures, but I'm just you know we're masking but everything else it's just right, a normal lecture right. so that's been nice so none of them even know what you look like huh yeah 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 so i'm i'm, I'm you know anonymous out uh, <laughs> yeah. at Publix and these professor places professor mask keep it that way yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so we got to talk about some of the the research yeah. That, you're, yeah, please, with, yeah, please. that you're doing. So, so what's the name of the lab again? So I'm, no 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 I'm, it's the Weber lab it's the wearable and biorobotics laboratory that's a good, good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so it. Weber rolls off the tongue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, so my background, uh, as I mentioned, is in so wearable robotics for rehabilitation or assistance after a, something like a, a neurological injury. It's so like a stroke, a spinal cord injury, a traumatic brain injury. So kind of these large populations that have a, a, a big push to try and create rehab or assistive devices to, you know, either complement what's going on in the clinic or extend something that's happening in the clinic. And so here at Auburn, what I'm trying to do is, you know, definitely double down on that. I've, I've recruited some great biomedical um, engineers to help me build this lab. But I think I've got this really nice opportunity to collaborate with a lot of folks at Auburn who are, you know, adjacent to this wearable space. So folks working on shared autonomy. So how do you communicate between a semi-autonomous system? How does, you know, you can't always be having, you can't always be texting. You can't always be looking at a screen. You might need to have nonverbal communication. You might need to have haptic communication from the rover. You can't always be reading a feed of what your autonomous car is doing. Um, you know, looking at, I'm working with some, trying to work with some folks in uh, kinesiology. So they have a, a more like motion and brain kind of centered approach to it than I have as a mechanical engineer. So I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm putting my flag down on wearable and biorobotics. So if it's something that a person's going to wear or it's somehow relating to a biological system, I'm interested and I'm, I'm here to do that. Planting that flag. Well, I love it. I mean, we, we just had David on what, yes. last week mm-hmm. and then we've got, you know, we mentioned Michael. 
Sure. Uh, but then Pradeep Law, we've had Pradeep mm-hmm. on. Pradeep's, you know, talking about some so, flexible material. Seriously, just the the biomedical work going on just in the Department of Mechanical in in and of itself. Man, yeah, I tell you what, we're kind of cornering the market here yeah. on this stuff. Talk about planting a flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the talk about. The, the human robotic interaction. What, what are we sure, doing here? sure. So human like robot interaction. Siri? So yeah. So I think Siri is a great example. So I think as you read off my list of buzzwords, <laughs> I said physical human robot interaction. Sure, yeah, physical. And so that's kind of in in my field, and I might get a little flack for it, but broadly, I'd say you typically think about human robot interaction. There's some really great fundamental science and some, I'd say, almost like. Oh, psychophysical and and like uh, computer science research into how do people interact with machines. So I think about you know researchers like Cheryl Seals. Yeah, that's a, um, another so alum. She's fantastic, and so I think her research though is looking at you know at a at a almost a more abstract level. How do you interact with a machine or a computer, whereas uh, or a robot perhaps? Whereas I'm looking at a physical connection. So it's something that you're going to wear. It's going to transmit forces or loads or haptic communication. So vibrations. Oh so, man, I am addicted to this Fitbit. It started vibrating the other day. I'm walking these stairs like I mean, there's no tomorrow. <laughs> it was like needs Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Siri. It's 800 <laughs> steps, Austin. Sheesh. Blame a man for that. Yeah. So, I mean, no, would this so be exactly. an example? Yeah, I would say a Fitbit, a wearable like that is the, so like the vibration cues, mm-hmm. that's definitely like the physical human robot interaction. So mm-hmm. you've got, I would say, so. like a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say the, 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 the famous, I would say one of the famous definitions of robots is that it's going to have a sensor and it's going to interact with the environment. And so when you have a wearable, if you're the environment it's interacting with or maybe imparting something on, you're kind of. You're kind of a, a broad view of a robot, as opposed to maybe the classical things that people think about, the assembly line robots or uh, your wait, Roombas a, wait, and yeah, those sorts I'm of things. I'm a robot, broadly speaking. Is that what you just said? I, I, I think you, I think I could go there. Yeah, you've got you've got sensors. Sure. You've got embodied intelligence. You're, sure. You've got some closed uh, loop. Uh, <laughs> debatable. I tell you what, Chad, the toxic environment I have to work in is just. Are y'all hiring over there? So okay, all right. Well, that's that's amazing. So I, yeah, I mean, if you want to like get into like I don't know, there's probably some larger discussions about the difference between robots and people, but. Making me feel special. Yeah, we'll see, yeah. he's going to Michael Scott later. I was just learning <laughs> to <too> love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should do that. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, the what, the robotic mining team. Hey-o. Yeah, my yeah. goodness. Uh, talk talk a little bit about that. We wrote a story. Some guy. Actually, no. It was it was a student worker. Yeah, everybody. somebody you passed it off. To. No, no, no. I I pushed send uh, on the email on the forward. Um, no, so let's talk a little bit about that. The, the team and their their latest uh, accomplishment. Here. Sure, sure, sure. So the robotic mining challenge team, so Auburn RMC, uh, participates in the NASA Lunabotics Challenge. So um, basically, the kind of the impetus for this challenge is NASA's looking for creative solutions and also training like future space engineers basically to look at uh, getting resources on the moon. So these resources, you typically think about the moon is just like dust and rocks and you leave footprints on it. But a lot of the kind of the more recent, you know, I would say it's been hypothesized. And then recently we've seen some really encouraging and exciting results. There's probably water like ice crystals on the moon. And so water is this huge resource. We We don't only need it just to live, but it's a great insulator. It's it's fantastic. So if we can get water on the moon, we don't have to launch it up to the moon. It's a huge, huge boon for any, I'd say, lunar base for you know permanent housing or lunar base as a, a stepping stone off to Mars and et cetera. So NASA's interested in how can we get ice autonomously for then process it for 
habitat, radiation uh, proofing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. So the challenge is you've got a, you know, a, a, a pit of simulated um, moon dust, rocks, dirt, and ice crystals. And the team has to autonomously collect as much as they can in about 15 minutes. And so it's a little more intense than I was thinking. Here. This is yeah. exciting. Okay, and so going. there's 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 a there's a point. There's, it's like any sort of competition. If you're familiar with like first or vex or best robotics, there's a point competition for you know amount of ice you know recovered, uh, amount of time spent, any sort of communication you have to do if you t- to tell the robot something wirelessly. That's a penalty. Mm, penalty. There's kind of all these things. And uh, and there's so with COVID though, NASA wasn't really comfortable having all these students travel. Um, and so the competition was then kind of turned into an outreach competition. So who can do the best outreach? Who can do the best demonstration of their technology? So this is where I'm relied on some uh, expertise and collaboration with uh, Dr. Kyle Schultze in mechanical engineering and Dr. Thad Roppel. I think you mentioned earlier. Getting uh, alum. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and so we did some outreach activities to uh, local and regional K through 12. And so looking at, you know, I think, you know, it's kind of the same story that, I've experienced that like this wasn't, you know, my 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 square one plan. Like I thought, you know, engineers are probably the really, really smart people that loved, I don't know, like building cars. And then I kind of like, no, engineers are people like me. And then I was like, well, grad school must be like the real eggheads and the real geniuses that go to grad school. Not that they don't, but, uh, you know, if you work hard, like you can go to grad school, too. And then I was like, well, you know, professors probably something that's not. And I think I guess each time I found like, no, like just because I haven't seen myself do that doesn't mean like you can't do that. And so I think not that I've got these, you know, I guess I come from a, a, a position of incredible privilege, but I think still there's something about seeing something done and being aware of it lets you know that it's a possibility. And so I think that was kind of the small kind of goal we had with our outreach. And so I think it, it played well. We got we scored we scored pretty well in the competition with our our uh, we had some documentation, some reporting, some design documents, and our outreach. Rock and and so yeah, it was great. We placed twelfth, um, and I think this is a team that. You know, uh, due to COVID, the team had to disband. Um, and so we kind of started from kind of a square one spot. And so, so starting from square one, um, after I'd say years of competing, um, but with a, a gap in the middle, uh, I think the team did really well. And I'm really proud of uh, the engineers. And we've got some of the same, uh, the same president is coming back, Teresa Harden. She's coming back. She's a senior this year and she's looking to, to place very well. So I'm, I'm excited. Well, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Any other, uh, I mean, uh, student related activities that you're able to sink your teeth into now going forward in terms of your <laughs> what no I mean, I mean any other uh so so yeah so as a part of this club we've got a senior design team so i think this fall we're starting with senior about, design talking about that's 12, what i was going for we've got about 12 engineers we're going to start on this team they're going to design um, we've got some simulated regolith. We're going to design some different digging implements, some different wheel designs, maybe a track design. Well, that that the 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 photo that we use for that story. I mean, I yeah. know. I mean, that have you seen that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was impressive. Virginia did a great job. She <laughs> sure did. Tell you what, that screen cap feature on uh, the <laughs> Mac is a powerful tool, my friend. But no, uh, I mean, it, it looked. Those are the kind of things where I'm like, you know what? These people are kind of smart because it looked pretty technical. Pretty yeah. fancy. Yeah, I think the the team did a fantastic job. I'm really really proud of them. I think they they made a. I think what to me it's even more impressive, and it maybe isn't. Um, I'd say immediately clear from the pictures. I mean, the, the pictures look great, but what the team did is they saw not just we're trying to compete this year, but we're trying to compete next year and the year after and the year after. And you can carry over about fifty percent of your system, which is a pretty sizable amount. But you know, 
So they were looking at how can we make this system modular? So all the drive wheels, all the systems are separable and modular. So it's it's so you notice it's on an 80-20, so kind of that silver railing looking structure. So everything's flexible, everything's modular, because we know that probably the wheels are going to change or maybe we're going to change our digging implement or we're going to change some aspect. So I think in addition to it working and being impressive and looking cool, it's also an incredibly flexible architecture that we're going to keep relying on and building upon for each year. So yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased and very impressed with the, the work those engineers did. Being an Auburn grad, yeah, coming back, walking the halls with some of these folks, how do, is it? A, is it a different vibe? Like, what is it like coming back? Ah, uh, no, it's great. So I'd say like it's changed a whole lot. So I, when I graduated, uh, Wiggins and Waltos were soft open, so they hadn't been officially officially open, but you could get in, and that's where I did all my studying, um, my senior, my second semester of senior year. So I mean, campus and downtown is like drastically drastically different i mean the the shop buildings and the old temporary structures are gone and now it's this beautiful you know plinth in between bk and gavin so like you know just immediately walking on campus it's different and i think what's also really neat is and i think it's a testament to the college of engineering and uh, leadership within the department is we've hired a, a ton of new faculty so when i came back it's like oh i'll know everybody like i had all these professors and i know about half of everybody and these are the professors i had and there's probably another half that I haven't met before because they came since i graduated in 2012 so I think that's that's fantastic. And so I think it's been really neat, I think, to not only see a lot of familiar faces, but also meet new people that are exciting to work with and teach alongside. And I, I've really enjoyed that. And who's I think your favorite? Who's my favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Is that are we on? Sorry. It's like who's your favorite kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 been really great. I, I definitely owe a owe a lot to I think uh I mean the these are the professors that I work with now. I mean, I, I really can't think of a higher honor. Like I think I I was their student, you know, they were writing me reference letters, I was doing undergraduate research, and now I'm one of their colleagues. Like, I think that's... But are you really? I mean, you're getting that from them, because they really respect you, Chad. I, I really think, I I really do feel like that. I thought, it was one thing that, you know, uh, some people are like, oh, you're going back, like, are they going to still treat you like sure, a student? I'd sure. say, not at all. I would say I've been so surprised. Not that I think they're, you know, going to be mean to me or something, but I'm also, I'm their former student. I'd say no. They they, they were excited to have me here, and I've, I'm treated like a colleague, and it's it's fantastic. Wait, are you calling them, like, doctor or so-and-so, though? I mean, I know That's y'all do That's been it. hard to stop. Yeah, I was about that to was say. a hard habit. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, first name basis on a few folks that I've known as doctor so-and-so for 10 years. Is, like Breaking uh, Bad, you know. <laughs> Like Jesse's calling Walt, you know, Mr. White, the whole show. Yeah, you know, they yeah, never yeah. break that break that down. All they've been through. Yeah, yeah anyway, yeah. just a little something I picked up on. Uh, Chad, I can't thank you enough for being here. No, this was and, fantastic. Uh, for joining us. And uh, seriously, hallelujah, we got him back. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Talk about. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's one of the best the best Auburn stories. I've, yeah, I've I mean, heard. that's great. Yep. That is yep. awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to be in touch. We got to exploit you a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. we didn't yeah. even get to talk about undergraduate research. So next let's talk. Time. Well, talk well, no, about I mean, undergraduate not... <laughs> research. Are we good? What's going on? No, I'll say so. I did undergraduate research through the Honors College. It was they have an undergraduate research fellowship, and that was really the turning point for me to like. I guess I want to go to grad school. I guess I can do research. I guess this is a viable career option. And so now I've gotten to. I've had. Uh, three fellows in my lab so far. And so I think that's a testament to the Honors College and the uh, the College of Engineering's dedication to undergraduate research, which I think is a phenomenal, phenomenal way to train engineers, also recruit engineers for grad school. And I think I'm really excited to be on the other side of that kind of mentoring science. I think I guess that's the other kind of plug. I, I'm really proud of my undergraduate researchers. 
I love that because all disclosure, we're recording this during Welcome Week, first week, so it'll it'll broadcast a couple of weeks later. But we just had an information session yesterday about undergraduate research and how to get involved. So definitely encourage students to explore yeah, that opportunity. Definitely, There's amazing opportunities here in the college. Yeah, and just talk to your professors if you that's like it. their class or you think you like the name of their lab is the wearable and biorobotics lab. That's something I'd like to do. By all means. These, yeah, these yep. professors are trying to get research done. That's it. Oh, yeah. I should become an engineer. No, Jeremy. Just thanks for being here, Chad. No, thanks for being <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Chad. War Eagle. War Eagle.